0: October 11th, you guys are going to be here and you're going to be seeing fucking Courtney Taylor, Joel Good, and Leslie Battle on October 11th, give it up, not necessarily in that order, yeah, fuck yeah it is, October 11th, be here in my fucking living room, I will have maybe more decorations, we'll see, it's October 11th, Lampshade Media presents live This is Lampshade Media Presents, podcasts, colon, does anyone still give a shit about these? With Olivia Smith. Olivia Smith, welcome to Lampshade Media Presents podcasts colon does anyone give a shit about these anymore
1: the answer is no
0: (laughs) do you really believe that no
1: i don't believe that
0: okay good because i feel like i'd be just spinning my wheels
1: i believe people don't give a shit about most podcasts but then again there are so many that statistically that has to be true
0: exactly but i feel like there that's fucking beautiful too because it's more like ground up the way people like are getting content these days, isn't it
1: mm-hmm. Yeah
0: I mean, everybody has the ability to somewhat distribute their content via the internet, right
1: Yeah
0: so anybody with a fucking guitar and a microphone can like sing a song into YouTube and like distribute it to the entire fucking everyone, world.
1: everyone can spread their artistic seed
0: right. And a lot of it's going to get five listens, and you'll find that shit all over the internet, right? Every,
1: every once in a while, it's going to find that egg, and it's going to boss <laughs> into a beautiful creative baby.
0: This this podcast is my, my fucking lottery ticket, mm-hmm. Olivia.
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to call it your seed, and I was like... <laughs>
0: No, I think that's fucking great. I think it's great to be able to have the opportunity and not have the gatekeepers, you know, like keeping you, you know what I mean? Like keeping you, oh no, like you're not good enough. The people
1: who keep the gate, yes. Yes,
0: the the keepers of the gate.
1: Keepers of the gate. Yes, this is definitely a Ghostbusters reference. Always knocking you down. I don't get the reference. I just, did I make a reference? (laughs) Well,
0: I am the gatekeeper. Oops, yeah, my bad. It's, uh, it's 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 it might be it, it might be a little bit past your prime.
1: Sometimes I say things that I don't really know what they mean. It's gonna. get Well, it's me not in past trouble. your
0: prime. It's earlier than your prime, I guess. Like yeah. I'm getting mixed metaphors going.
1: I am an infant.
0: <laughs> well, speaking speaking of that, uh-huh. like I, I'm I'm curious. How did you like what what kind of childhood makes an Olivia Smith? Uh,
1: have you ever seen a TV sitcom family from the '60s?
0: yeah like the brady bunch
1: just like real good and happy and things just pretty much go well it's pretty much that up until eighth grade and then depression just takes a baseball bat and smashes me in the face
0: and since then
1: it's just been sad but things have been like good i had a Uh great childhood i have a great family still and like i don't know that's pretty much it
0: Do you feel, like, did you, like, address depression, like, in the eighth Mm -hmm. grade?
1: Yeah. That's when I first, like, went to my doctor and got on medicine for it. I've been on antidepressants for, like, eight or nine years. I don't know. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. See, I, I, I believe I was probably clinically depressed and probably ADHD when I was...
1: I feel like In that's what youth. most people say. Like it's older people. Yeah. They're like, like people older than me. They're like, yeah, I, I've been this way, but I never got it dealt with until recently. But
0: no, seriously. Like it, it, basically, like the way people like treated it was like, no, you're just not trying hard enough, and you mm-hmm. still get that today. Like I actually like you know like see that on the internet a lot where people are like, oh, if you're not, you're not exercising enough, and you're not doing this, and you're not doing that, and it's all your fault. And I'm like, that's not fucking helping me. Shut the fuck up. yeah but anyway it's good that you were like at least you know you were able to like deal with it when it as it came Mm -hmm. was that were you were you funny then were you a funny girl
1: i mean i've always tried to be funny i don't think i actually was very funny a lot of the time i think i was mostly just obnoxious yeah but it was all it was like a class clown um no, because I think the class clown is, like, the person who's funny, and everyone's, like, they're funny, and they all like them. I was more of the class tryhard, where I, like, tried to be funny. <laughs> I, like, really wanted to be funny, and I just wasn't, and, like, everyone was, like, e- she's not that... Like, every once in a while, I'd, like, you know, make contact with the ball, but most of them were just... Swing and a miss after But those moments
0: when you when you yeah. made contact and you hit that ball. Yeah, that's it what me It didn't even matter like. if it passed second base.
1: You were just like, I fucking hit that shit. And I mean, that's kind of what is kept me doing comedy. It's just like those moments of when you make people laugh. It's like, oh yeah, that makes the next two weeks of making no one laugh and feeling like a failure worth it. Although, I, I don't know. Two weeks was just a random time frame I chose. It doesn't. Yeah. I don't well, know how long between bombs. Our listeners know. are
0: going to need real specifics on this.
1: Okay, every <laughs> every seventy two hours, I bomb.
0: Well, like, yeah, I, you think you think there's like some like deep thing in there, right? Where you've got to like, I've got to like entertain.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, I, I love attention. Yeah, I only I only want attention when I want it though. Like when attention's placed on me for like things I don't. At times, I don't want it. It stresses me out.
0: So it's like I have specific times, and during these times, I will be, I will be entertaining for you. Yeah. And right now isn't one of them, so fuck off.
1: Yeah, so leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Don't look at me. Yeah. I think it was my friend. It was her Twitter bio, but it's, uh, um, if you want to die for me, don't even look at me. And I like that whoa.
0: a lot. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, Because whoa, it makes whoa.
1: most people just leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, Which is really okay. what I want. There's also a Fiona Apple song that it says, how can I ask anyone to love me when all I do is beg to be left alone? And I'm like, big mood, Fiona. I feel that. <laughs> Especially recently, I've been like a huge bitch and I just want everyone to leave me alone. And I'm like, I just want to be left alone. This isn't like yeah. funny, though. Let's talk about something fun and irritating. All right. Well,
0: how'd you get into stand-up? Mm,
1: no just kidding i groaned for no reason (laughs) edit that out (laughs) um sorry um so i got into stand-up because i always watched whose line is it anyway growing up and i've always like i said loved attention and wanted to make people laugh so when i graduated high school and went to osu i wanted to join an improv group that was my big goal and i tried out four times three semesters in a row and um, I never made either of the groups that I tried out for. And I was like, fuck oh, this. I still want to do comedy, and the only comedy club at OSU that didn't make you audition was Buckeye Stand-up Club. <laughs> so I just joined <laughs> that and started doing stand-up, and ever since I started, I've just been hooked on that. So
0: Did you learn that. the you learn the <laughs> fundamentals of uh, making a joke and shit like that?
1: No, it was it no. It wasn't so much that, it was more of we'd just all workshop jokes. Like, the meetings were literally just we'd workshop jokes. Oh, wow. It wasn't like, I'm going to teach you how to do stand-up comedy. like, And I think that's good, because I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do it. Like, yeah, there's there's the rule of threes, and there's callbacks. Like, there are some technicalities, but I'm like, as those long as tricks. you're- tricks. F- yeah, yeah. Like, those are just tools that you can use in your tool belt, but that's not the most important things to know. That's not the fundamentals. Like, the fundamentals are just fucking be funny. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So then uh so you didn't you didn't get into improv, you got into stand up. Mm-hmm. And then I know you were in Actual Wolves. Was that in college?
1: Uh no. Well, no. I dropped out of college after two and a half years. And um I think I joined Actual Wolves right around the time I dropped out actually. I dropped out in like November. And I think I joined that January or February. One of those two. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I was in actual wolves for about So that became two your college years. then? I mean No. <laughs> Not <laughs> necessarily no, it was just fun to do, I guess. I don't know. I guess I forget how long I was in actual Wolves and the fact that I like I really joined when I just started stand up. So I've been doing stand up just a little bit longer than I was in actual wolves.
0: So what was the what's what do you think was the difference between your stand up and your actual wolves experience? Like what, what what how did they feed you differently?
1: Um I love acting and I think I got to do that in like stand up it's performing obviously, but I love just like acting. Yeah. Um and I got to do that in actual wolves. So that kind of scratched that itch. And I, I learned that I really do like sketchwriting. Um it's a lot of fun and I like really challenging myself with sketch writing um, in a way that I don't challenge myself as much with stand-up writing. Um, but... Because it's know. a different animal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're completely different art forms. I mean, it's stand-up comedy versus sketch comedy, so... You
0: don't think, like, any old uh, stand-up could just be a sketch writer?
1: Can no, I think I think they're completely different muscles. I think sketch writing and stand-up writing... There are some people who can do both. Some people can only do one or the other, but... Um, yeah, it's, they're very different.
0: That's, yeah, that's interesting. So, like, is it, I'm, I'm kind of curious about that, because, like, as a, as a, just a fan of, of both, mm-hmm. um, is, it, when you, I feel like there's something about doing stand-up that is like writing a monologue that is a sketch, right?
1: Um, depends, I would say kind of depends on the style, because, if you're doing one-liners, it's going to be pretty disjointed. It's not going to be, um, like, you can kind of form a narrative, but it's it's going to be more of just, like, joke after joke after punchline after punchline right at you. And, like, yeah. versus if you're doing more of storytelling, then, yeah, it's going to be a lot more like a monologue. But it's still okay. not really, like, acting because... Unless you're like doing a character, I feel what like. Is,
0: oh like like I and I brought this I brought this up like whenever I think of a stand-up that's a character, I think of Larry the cable guy. Uh-huh. Because it's just so ridiculous. Uh-huh. Is he like is that sketch or stand up?
1: That's I mean it's stand up. Right.
0: Like technically. Yeah. But like
1: Sketch is like literally I prompted know. written. Yeah. So, like, I think a lot of people doing a character, it's still improv. It's doing, more yeah, improv than it is And that's what I'm saying: sketch. is
0: doing a character is like, is that like doing sketch?
1: I mean, I don't know. I don't do characters. I guess I don't. Okay. I don't know.
0: You have a you, you've had a decent amount of experience with that with the sketch comedy scene in Columbus, and now you're now you're focusing more on uh, on on up, right? For now, yeah. Yeah, and you've uh, you've made some shows, right?
1: Like produced shows. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a, what, the compliment battle. Yeah, a couple times.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I went and saw that, and uh-huh. I couldn't believe how fucking funny that shit was because I didn't know what I was. I, I I really didn't know what to expect.
1: My favorite, uh, my favorite part of that show is that I get the credit for putting it on, but I am taking this difficult, difficult task of making compliments funny and just shoving it onto my friends. Yeah, and I'm like, you're right. You do this, and then you just put on a great show and make me look good, which is what they've done every time. Every single person I've booked on that show oh, it's great. has really done amazing. And you, and,
0: you know, you really filled out. Uh, uh, it was uh, Box at the up front.
1: Yeah. And uh, there
0: was a good number of people there. You guys raised some money for what was the charity? It
1: was the Trevor Project. The Trevor Project. Yeah.
0: You guys raised some a good amount of money for that. And it was it was fucking incredible.
1: It was and really fun. I,
0: I don't know if like we need to take a second and let uh, listeners understand, like just take a second and think about how hard it is to compliment somebody in a funny way.
1: It's very difficult. <laughs> and <laughs> like they, I can They did it. They're like one of the girls that I had on it texted me and was like, I'm having trouble writing. Like, can you help me? And I was like, i'll try to come this up with something my job. i was like i'll th- I'll like let you know if i can think of anything and i spent the whole day thinking and I, at the end of the day i was like i came up with nothing like i have no idea how y'all do this i can't do it and
0: <laughs> it was just my idea
1: seriously like
0: and what was the impetus for that
1: um i actually remember exactly why it happened so um there was a bunch of stupid drama within the Columbus comedy scene on Facebook. Like, people were fighting about some dumb shit and then, yeah, th- you know, th- other dumb a, shit. That's a thing, right? Yeah. Sometimes people will all just, like, fight and pile on and do stupid shit. And, and then there's, like, seven sub-arguments from the main argument. It's stupid. But um, it kind of one of the factors of it was that there were these roast battles happening and one, some of the drama stemmed from something someone said at a roast battle. Oh, and, really? Um, sort of. So that of. shit
0: came back around? Like, it wasn't just like, oh, we're comics and that's, fu- that's just a joke? So
1: I think someone just like took it too far. Oh, and, um, damn. And I posted on Facebook like, you know, maybe with all this drama, instead of a rose battle, we all just need to do, like, a compliment battle and just, like, love each other or something. Something stupid along those lines, but people commented, like, I would actually do this show, or, like, I would watch that. That sounds amazing. I was like, huh, that would be pretty fun. And I wanted to put on a show, and I was like, fuck, let's just try it, and it worked.
0: And you've done two of those? Four. Four?
1: Mm-hmm. The second one was, like, a kind of a mini version that I did as a part of Another bigger show, Christine Horvath put on this, like, I forget exactly what it was called. It was a Valentine's Day, like, self-love show, and um, she had me do, like, a mini, a mini like, 20-minute long compliment battle. So there were, like, two rounds, but um, okay. it was fun. And then I've done...
0: Because you had, like, 10 rounds at the one I saw just uh, recently.
1: Like, seven. I usually go for six or seven. Oh, okay. P- pairs, I was just throwing yeah. a number
0: out there that seemed no, close. No, yeah,
1: no, you're correct. It was a lot more than two. Um... So, so the first, the first one, and then the last two I've done have all been like full ones that have had about six or seven.
0: So the basic format for people that haven't seen it is uh, uh, there's a a, a a row of judges in the on the stage that are also uh, comics mostly, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, there, it seems like more like a uh, Who's Line in it. Who's Line? Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Whose line is it anyway style judge panel where, you know what I mean? They're like kind of there for. uh, A big
1: thing that I tell the judges beforehand is I'm like, you can award a winner. You can not award a winner. You can make the winner an audience member. People have made me the winner. Someone made friendship the winner. You know, like it's, I'm like, someone doesn't have to win. And honestly, I think it's better if there isn't a winner with each pair because like literally the whole point I tell them, I'm like, do what's funny and do what's kind. Like that's literally. Yeah. all you have to do. Like, everyone, I just want everyone to, like, feel good and all fuzzy, but I also want it to be hilarious. So I'm like, just do what's funny and nice, and it'll be great.
0: And then there's two comics that come mm-hmm. up in front of these judges, and and the judges are behind them, and the audience is in front of them, mm-hmm. and they go turn for turn, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And they don't, like, they don't write together, do they? Mm-hmm. But they write, they know who they're writing for. Yes. Yeah. It's not, because obviously they have to compliment them specifically. Yes. So they know this is the person I'm going to be complimenting or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and there's some pairing off of, of, you know, certain friendships and in the, and in the, mm. who are the, uh, there was a couple of, wasn't there two married couples?
1: Um, at the last one? Yeah. There was only one. There okay. Was, I know was there the was Greers. the one. There was, um, Sarah. That, super cute. Boosh. Sarah, Sarah, <laughs> Sarah, Greer and Kitty Greer, who are amazing. Sarah is known as Boosh. Both really, really amazing improvisers. Super funny. They're at hashtag comedy, uh, over at Shadowbox Live. They're super funny, so they did it, and their battle was adorable, and I did tear up at one point. Kenny teared up at one point, and then that just like hit my heart, and I was like, "Stop, you guys!" (laughs) It was so great. Yeah,
0: you know, it's so it's it it really struck me how easy it is to be funny. Like I think the thing about about stand up comedy is that uh, really good comics are trying not to pick the low hanging fruit they're climbing Mm -hmm. to the top of the fucking tree and getting that shit that's real fucking pristine you know
1: and i think the easiest way to go about it i think would be to do backhanded compliments and yeah i've had a couple of people have done those and like i mean i told them beforehand i'm like please don't do backhanded compliments and um it's happened like once or twice but for the most part everyone like Really just, and on this last show especially, was like, wow, cream of the crop, I swear. It was great. Um...
0: It, it, it does make you feel good. Oh, it absolutely does. Because you're laughing does. and having like,
1: fun, and it's only, I love you.
0: The biggest criticism. Like, what the fuck is this?
1: The biggest, not criticism, the biggest response I've gotten was everyone's just like, I left and I just felt so good, like, yeah. all night and all the next day. And I'm like, that makes me so happy to hear. Like,
0: I'm your, like, typical blue-collar guy, and we just, like, dig at each other and like, oh, you're a fucking idiot, ha, 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 or whatever, you know? And, like, that's like, and, and you know, I got thick skin, and I can handle it, and, like, it's not a big deal. But like to laugh and enjoy, like, and, and like just love yeah. each other at the same time, it, it almost seems like impossible. I, I was very impressed with that.
1: It's almost ironic because I can be very mean and I'm often teasing my friends and being mean as a joke. Yeah, like yeah. My natural defense or my natural response when I like someone is just to be really, really mean to them. Like Totally. And like it's very childish, but that's kind of how I handle well, it's things. It's not
0: childish. I mean, I guess it I can be. I mean, I think be. it is to be
1: like, I want to be funny and cute, so I'm just going to be mean. It's like, no, it's, it's better to be nice, but like I, it's always in jest obviously, but right. still that doesn't Mean you should be mean to people. So well, I'm working yeah. on it. But um, no, I don't think but, you need to
0: beat yourself up on that. Because no, I don't. I, I think I don't. another thing about comedy is like pointing out how ridiculous we are yeah. as humans.
1: Yeah, I you mean, know what I mean. It mainly just is funny because I'm such like a a mean in jest, but like mean quote unquote person, and I like hate compliments. And yet this show I'm putting on is all about compliments and like being nice. And it's just. I don't know. It just it seems funny to me, but you know, whatever. Edit that out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I won't do that again.
0: So, back to like, like to writing stuff. I think it's interesting, and this is something like that impressed me because I mean, I'm, I'm honestly even though I'm hosting this podcast, I'm, I'm fairly new to the comedy scene. I've just been so impressed by it. And I knew that there was like something happening, but like, as I've gotten into it more and more, I've seen that there's a shit ton of really special shows like, like the compliment battle, like the pop culture mixtape, like, you know, there's, there's, there's uh, character roasts all the time and shit like that. So how do you, you've been a part of all of these.
1: I mean, not all of them, but some.
0: Well, no, no, no. I mean, those types of things. You've done, you've done yeah. character roasts. You've done, done pop one, culture yeah. mixtape. Yeah. And obviously you created the compliment battle. Which and I'm just, sure there's more. Just
1: to explain to anyone who doesn't know, the pop culture mixtape is a show where you can't do stand up. It's just an com- alternative Thank comedy you. show.
0: Thank yeah. you for covering for me on yeah, that yeah, yeah. a shitty host. No,
1: you're <laughs> right. I just figured out of context, they'd be like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah pop all these culture mixtape is a Justin Meadows joint.
1: Yeah, like just alternative comedy shows that aren't just straight stand-up. Yeah. yeah I've done, yeah. And yeah, so you're
0: writing specific content for one night only,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you have to actually, because like, you know- I've been covering local music for, you know, years. And, you know, you you go and you're expecting to hear a song that they wrote fucking three years ago. Mm -hmm. If they, you know, if they wrote a song three years ago that was a hit or that was great, you'll, you know, I'll be damned if I don't want to, you know, I don't want, I want to hear that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if they don't play it, I'm going to be pissed. But, like, you're playing shit for a crowd that is, like, literally going to be used one night only.
1: Yeah, I mean... And so
0: that it's fun there's that's a high turnover of content you got to produce it's
1: fun and it's a good challenge um it's not the majority of most comedians experiences like stand-up comedians experiences mostly we're just doing straight stand-up and reusing those same jokes but like i mean there are some people who do it more than others but um yeah it's i mean uh I don't know. It's, I think it's fun to do. I think it's, like I said, a good challenge. And I think a lot of people really enjoy it for that reason. And it's kind of fun to just prove to yourself, like, oh, I can do it. And yeah. I don't know. I think, um, I don't even remember what I was going to say. I, like, had a point, and then I've just lost it, and it's <laughs> gone forever, and it doesn't matter anymore. Well,
0: you know, that'll happen, even, even without dabs.
1: Yeah, you're right.
0: <laughs> so uh, what's your favorite joke you tell?
1: Oh God!
0: The one you get the most joy in telling.
1: When it comes to how much joy I get from telling them, I have a new one where I say I have a tiny clitoris, and that one gives me a lot of joy to say because <laughs> I think that it's one. very funny, and I think people get so uncomfortable, and that makes me laugh. But I think my f- like my favorite joke to tell, and the joke that I think I get the most joy out of is either one of the first jokes I wrote about my best friend and roommates great uncle being gene wilder i have a joke about that which i really enjoy because i don't know if i've
0: heard that one it's
1: an older one i don't do it that often anymore but it's it's like an olivia classic you know oh you know boy. it's like that og olivia shit uh, i like her <laughs> old shit better you know um <laughs> and that or um that the joke where i say that i'm um the say that there's uh, plenty of fish in the sea there's, you know oh, what else, yeah. yeah. And I talk about being a um, You know what else there is this duck. Well don't give away my joke. I'm sorry, I'm um, sorry, but
0: it's a great joke. I, I fucking like it. love that.
1: Um <laughs> I think even that part is like funny but not super creative. I think the part that gives me the most joy is where I'm talking about like I'm a duck. Covered in oil with a shopping bag tied around my neck, like waiting for someone to come along with dish soap and scissors and positive affirmation. It's just like <laughs> that. I really like that imagery. It's like I don't think I've ever come up with such good, like, imagery in a joke, and I really like it. And just painting that little picture. So, how I think did
0: it's you? Really fun. How did you come up with that? Like, what was the uh, process there? Did you have a kernel that turned into something else, a seed you planted that you, th- you know, tended to over the course of several open mics? What was the I deal? Th-
1: I thought of the um, the plenty of fish in the sea. Okay, I'll just say the joke. So it's there's plenty of fish in the sea. You know what else is in the sea? Billions of pounds of trash. Right. And I think I thought I was kind of thinking along terms of, you know, dating and stuff. And I think I thought of that part, and then I was I really liked it. I wrote it down. Then I was just kind of thinking on it, and I was like, man, there's trash in the sea. What's, like, a funny way? And then I can be like, I thought of, like, <laughs> the image of, like, the little ducks <laughs> with, like, you know, those plastic rings around their neck, like, in oil. And it was, like, sad but really struck my funny bone. And it, I was just like, the trash in the sea made me think of that. And I just was like, it just kind of that little thought just kind of became that joke i guess
0: so it just like this was all just like a like a like a I, a thought that just kind of metamorphosized
1: literally every you know, joke every joke I have I think and I've ever written have been just like things you always have a constant dialogue in your head and right. they've they're just things that I've thought in my dialogue like I try to make myself laugh just in my head like I'm always saying and doing stupid shit right. and um, it's they've just been things that I've said to myself and then been like <laughs> wait that's kind of funny I like that or like oh that's an interesting or good point I've never thought of that and so it just comes comes from that, and then I just find a way to make it sound good. Do you, you always
0: have a notebook nearby, or yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen you write shit down. Um, when...
1: I write nuggets on my phone usually, my phone notes, and okay. then I do have like notebooks, but um, yeah. I don't write out a lot of my jokes. I don't write them word for word. I write like the premise. Okay, I'll write, I'll write like brief premises in my notebook. Just enough to remember it, and then um, I'll just tell the joke and remember the wording from telling it. Oh, really? It. And then so you kind
0: of mark mar it, like
1: kind of. But then event- every once in a while, I go through and I catalog all my jokes word for word in an Excel document, so oh, I have wow. all my jokes categorized. So once and you've saved, gone through it a few times, yes. then you know how once it Once I fiddle it down and like come up with the wording I like and the kind of, t- and that doesn't mean sometimes I go back and change old jokes or like do new wording or new intonations, but um. Yeah, I just like I kind of just remember them and then eventually write them down, but I don't like write them down word for word to start from.
0: So you're not actually at the keyboard when you're like like what does writing look like to you then? Like for a new joke?
1: I don't. Okay, I don't I write, but like I don't sit down and be like I'm going to write a joke. Like I hate doing that and I'm not good at it. Mainly writing for me is like I'll I don't even do a lot of necessarily writing. I'll think of something funny, I'll write it down like whether that's just a word or like a sentence or a phrase, whatever, I'll write it down. And then usually I just kind of like think about the main points I want to make about it and then get on stage and talk about it and say those things. But a lot of my wording and like shit like that is just very on the spot. I guess. Do you
0: ever like, if you're going like, are you talking about like in an open mic? Yeah. Do you ever have something that really is a funny joke, but because of uh whatever way you say it the first time like pe- nobody laughs but you keep after it
1: yeah yeah that's happened a lot like whether it's just whether it's that the audience that night wasn't into the joke or whether it's that um you I need to f- fiddle with the wording or the intonation or the general premise but like there have been plenty of jokes I've done where they don't work the first time or even the first couple times but I just like keep Twisting them until they, until I finally wring out that good, good comedy juice, (laughs) you know?
0: Yeah, that's got to feel good. Like, after, like, not you're because you have that, that belief, right, in the thing, in the concept. You're like, yeah, I'm like this, this is funny. Hilarious. You are laughing. You motherfuckers aren't laughing, but this is funny. I'm
1: like, I cried laughing at this last night by myself. Like, this has to be funny. Like, granted, I was very high, but still, I cried by myself at how funny this is. There's no way you can't find this funny, motherfucker.
0: Or is it, I, I would imagine it's in reality, it's more like, Why didn't they find that funny because this is funny
1: yeah i'm like am i fucked up like like i have the dumbest joke that's my favorite okay this is my favorite joke but i never tell it because it never goes well but i think it's so funny and no one likes it and it's um all right make me laugh it's my sister was talking about this girl from history named typhoid mary who is apparently like blamed with giving everyone typhoid i'm like well yeah what'd you expect when you named her typhoid mary Like it's so dumb and probably not even original, but I love it so much and it just really hits my funny spot. But I never tell it because I don't think it has ever once gotten a laugh. Oh yeah. Like like no, not at all. Yeah.
0: I decided I was gonna I was gonna try a couple of just off the wall uh uh things and uh one of them uh from a conversation we may or may not have had before. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was pretty pretty ridiculous. Uh you have, a, you have a decision to make, mm-hmm. chocolate or cheese.
1: Oh, I know this because I'm the one who told you this question. It's my favorite <laughs> icebreaker. It's my favorite conversation topic. And if you pick chocolate over <laughs> cheese, I don't fucking trust you.
0: And, yeah, and that is uh, what happened. You uh, get you- rid of
1: chocolate and keep cheese every time. Are you kidding me? It's cheese. You're giving up pizza. You're giving up mozzarella sticks. You're giving up tacos with cheese on them. You're giving up... <laughs> Bagels and cream cheese. Like, think about all the things you're giving up.
0: You're not giving up bagels. You're, you're giving, not giving up the cream t- cheese, which is a- the
1: only good part of a bagel. Otherwise, it's just round <laughs> bread. It's the only good
0: part. You can put butter on it still.
1: No, fuck off. Nothing's as good as cream cheese, and you know it.
0: You're not wrong. I love a good cheese. You're giving up
1: pizza. You're giving up mozzarella sticks. Let's go back to the first two I said. Those are good points. And honestly, chocolate is fine, but there's so many other desserts. Okay, there's here's not the thing. something that'll substitute cheese. Like chocolate, there's just
0: cheese. Chocolate is sex. No. Yes it is. Cheese is sex. Like, I could live I without would rather, it, but I wouldn't want to. If
1: you asked me to choose between having someone smother chocolate sauce all over my tits or shoving a mozzarella stick on my pussy, I'd choose the latter every time. <laughs> I love cheese. Cheese is sex.
0: I guess like the the like you could create a phallic uh, chocolate though like there's like no a... in
1: your warm vagina
0: but that oh my god like can you imagine could you imagine where that goes like Jesus Christ that's sexy as what fuck. the
1: melted chocolate oh yeah, yeah yeah it goes into your body and gives you a UTI <laughs> are you kidding me yeah. <laughs> okay okay
0: yeah. Yeah. You definitely know more about vaginas than I do. I
1: think so.
0: I I, I only have a vivid imagination.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, chocolate <laughs> plus vagina equals not good. But big, cheese, big,
0: no, cheese and vaginas is real sexy. Like it's that's not gonna like, get every, everywhere. Everybody thinks like about vaginas and they're like, oh, just you're add not cheese. Gonna, you're not gonna
1: get just cheese. cheese. You're not gonna get cheese all up in your pubes. Why are we talking about vaginas? I, I don't and know, cheese? but I don't like it. <laughs> So cheese is the answer. Next question.
0: <laughs> so uh, yeah, what kind of uh, what kind of like comedy did you grow up with? What kind of shit were you inspired by?
1: Uh, I'm kind of embarrassed by some of the comedy I used to like because it does include um, Jeff Dunham.
0: Oh, really? Okay. And why is and, uh, that embarrassing and, like, specifically? Daniel Tosh.
1: Just like some people who now I think are pretty cringy and not I can funny. totally
0: see like Daniel but Tosh, like, because yeah. you were into the Vines and shit, and I he love was Vine. doing that, like, that fucking new school. Well, just
1: who, I wasn't uh, even, like, America's
0: Funniest like, Home Video Tosh. shit.
1: Tosh.0 was fine, but it was his stand up I was really into. Oh, really? Okay. But, um, but I, some of the earliest people I remember really influencing me were these random. Comedy Central half hours that I would watch that would just play for Which some ones? reason. Uh Dan Cummins, is okay, one who was hilarious and Eugene Merman. Uh Dan, He's great, yeah, so funny and um, Dan Cummins. I feel is, like
0: he does the history show, right?
1: I have no idea.
0: Oh my gosh, am He's I? He's
1: very funny. Um, I think he
0: does the a history podcast that's like pretty funny I have no that idea. I listen to on the regular, and I'm embarrassed I don't remember it. But anyway. Um Eugene Merman's on a lot of uh shows as a as a voice actor.
1: I know he does voice acting. I like don't <laughs> really keep up with either of them. I just those specials like I He's just on, would watch. Uh, the, um,
0: what's that hamburger show? Uh
1: what?
0: I'm having Bob's a, Burgers. Yes, Bob's Burgers. Yeah. He's on Bob's Burgers. So so you were like watching these Comedy Central half hours and that shit was like
1: Yeah, but I'd say comedy wise the most influential show I watched was Whose Line Is It Anyway, for sure. Nice. Me and my dad would watch it all the time together.
0: Who are you rooting for?
1: Who I mean, it's you don't root for any in particular. Although my favorite, not, who did my, you like the most? My best. favorites were Colin and Ryan for sure. Wayne is amazing, and they some of the guests, the the fourth people, not guests, but some of the like fourth people who'd rotate in and out were like really good, and some were kind of annoying. But um, um, if I had to pick a favorite, it'd be Ryan. Ryan Styles,
0: yeah, and he's the Ugh. tall, lanky dude, right? That was yes. in uh, yeah.
1: That he was, was in it. with Drew
0: Carey on uh, on uh, that, what, what was that sitcom? Uh, that one in Cleveland.
1: I have no idea. I know he was the in Drew Carey and and half, show. Um, I think it's actually called, two called and the and Drew half Carey man, show. Briefly, but or it, he was the new boyfriend or something like that, or yeah. he was in one show. I don't know. Doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um. As far as uh, we've talked a lot about where you've come from, your growth, like you've got a lot of fucking like you've you've you're young Mm -hmm. and you're like still so like advanced. (laughs) I mean, you are you've done a lot of really funny shit. You've done shows. You write for shows and you're funny as fuck. And where what do you what do you like? What are you looking at right now? Because I've heard some rumors.
1: <laughs> From who? You. From me. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, my big thing with comedy and stand-up is I don't think I ever want it to be my career. But I do want, like, I don't think I ever want it to be my main source of income, but i, I want to keep pursuing it and i want to keep like doing it as much as i can i kind of always think i want it to remain a hobby but like you
0: don't ever want it to be your main income
1: i don't i don't think so cuz that involves a lot of traveling and i don't like traveling and that involves a lot of hard work and that just it just takes a lot to get to that point and i don't think i want to hustle that hard for this because it is so difficult to do and um and honestly like Could you see yourself doing,
0: like, a side thing that has to do with comedy?
1: Well, I mean, I want to make money doing comedy. Like, I want to keep... I just don't want it to be my main job ever. Like, I want to have an actual... Not an actual job, but, like, a a different job, which is where I make my main money. Because I never want it to be like, fuck, I need to get on a show or two and get paid or else I'm not going to make rent. Like, I don't want that. And um, I think... (sighs) i don't know i just i just don't really want it to be i never want to quit doing it and i want to see where it takes me and take as many opportunities as i can i just don't really want to hustle super super hard and like really work at it and put in the late nights and all that shit to like become us plus a lot of like a lot of doing stand-up professionally is not you know being famous and being you know um Um, being like well-known it's doing like clubs and corporate events and cruise ships and a lot of those venues and events i not only don't think i'd flourish in but i think my my style of comedy wouldn't go there you know and i don't want to have to do you don't think
0: you could rock a cruise ship
1: i mean maybe but like it's just in general like that style of comedy, I the, the comedy I feel like that I see happening in a lot of these, like, the people who are doing it professionally, I'm just like, it's not bad. It's good comedy. It's just not the kind I want to do. I don't know how to explain it. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. but
0: Are you just more alternative than a cruise?
1: I don't know. I'm just like... All these fucking, basic
0: bitches on cruises? No,
1: I'm fucking inappropriate as hell. And, like, a lot of that shit's just not going to fly someplace. It's like, (laughs) I really don't want to go on a cruise ship and talk to some random 40-year-old white suburban lady and her 12-year-old daughter and talk about my small clitoris. (laughs) Like, I don't want to do that. I kind of feel like
0: they need to hear it, though, you know, because maybe they have a small clitoris.
1: They can you figure could, that shit out on their own.
0: You could be helping them, Olivia. No, they can the,
1: figure it out on their own. I'm not their fucking health teacher.
0: You're. It's just like you don't give a shit about all these like 40 year old women with with small clitorises on cruise ships with their 12 year old daughters, and it, that offends me.
1: Good, stay offended, die mad.
0: <laughs> no, but like, where is the ideal then? Is it in the city somewhere in a, in, a, in an urban area with a good like LGBT crew, like with a good fucking sex positive like scene, something I mean, like I, that?
1: Ideally, yeah, that's kind of just what I want everywhere to be, though you know.
0: Well, yeah, I think like I I kind of wish that was everywhere, but yeah. a, apparently but, uh, we need fucking uh we need we need corn. N-
1: no, so. I like. I mean, I don't know where, but I definitely want to at least be near a city always. Like, I'd like, I like, I could see myself living in like the suburbs or like 15 minutes out of the city, you know? But I never want to be far away from a city because I think that is where you, most of these things will be happening. You,
0: you grew up in the suburbs, didn't you? Yes. Do you have an aversion to the suburbs now? Because I, I grew up in the suburbs. I actually grew up in the country, but I. I I have an aversion to the suburbs now.
1: I don't necessarily have an aversion. I don't think. I think if I strip malls I don't, make me
0: like kind of ill.
1: I don't want to right now. But if I did decide I wanted kids, I would probably raise them in the suburbs. I think it's just kind of a nice place. Have like really? a neighborhood. Have yeah. But it doesn't even matter because I don't want kids. So fuck yeah. it. <laughs> fuck it. Fuck those little demons. <laughs> no, I like kids. But, I don't um, know what to I do with kids. I don't want to split my body in half, pushing one out of me.
0: That's fair. Like I don't. I, I kind of wish I could. I could give birth.
1: No, why?
0: I don't know. I just like. I feel like I, I. don't. I'm into weird experiences, and like, you know, I, I'm.
1: Are I, you into your butthole ripping? Um, because that happens.
0: Yeah, I, I've heard this, yeah. and I know that that they can stitch that shit together. And <laughs>
1: do you want it to happen in the first you want it to happen in the first place?
0: Though? well no, I mean, I don't necessarily I'm not just necessarily a glutton for punishment like but i do i I'm a little bit jealous of women and that they have the choice you know and and I just like you know i'm, I'm a, a kind of a bystander to the production of life like other than like you know at least two minutes of it
1: yeah <laughs> well, it's not so great for us either, so I don't know what to tell you there but.
0: Well, yeah, I guess I'm just like, I, I, I guess like, you know, if I had that ability, I'd be like, I'd feel like a little bit super powered, you know, but I guess that's a little cliche too. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: You're like, I'm okay.
1: Sorry. No, I'm distracted because my headphones are hurting my ears, but oh, it's, fine. it's fine. Oh, I'm sorry. It's fine. It's fine.
0: Well, you know, if we get more sponsors, maybe we'll be able to afford better quality earphones. Yeah.
1: Pay up, bitches. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm glad I could have you on this, and this is the uh, the first podcast with our official brand new name, uh-huh. uh, podcasts, colon, does anyone give a shit about these anymore, and I just wanted to thank you for being on the show, uh-huh. and uh, what do you think of the new name? I hate it. You? Why would you say
1: that if this Are... is a podcast? Are you- You do listen to them you're listening right ah. now if you're hearing my words you're listening to a podcast doesn't make any sense
0: i i mean i trusted dustin implicitly
1: bad move <laughs> Dust, dustin stole my xbox and that is a true story he stole your xbox yes and my wife <laughs> what he stole you were you were married to michelle no, he it was it was a different wife. Like my wife oh. he literally stole like <laughs> kidnapped her. He didn't like steal my girl, he like kidnapped my wife.
0: I'm gonna need you to explain that.
1: Mr. instead of Mr. Steal Your Girl, I'm gonna be like, I'm Mr. Kidnap Your Wife. <laughs> it's Mr. Kidnap Your Wife. <laughs> I, yeah. I like that better. <laughs> then steal your girl, kidnap your wife.
0: That's dark, yeah.
1: I really like it.
0: Well, you don't... I'm just, like, I'm a little bit torn. Like, I've already committed a great deal to this name, and you're saying, like, you're not into it. I am not. What do you... Do you you have any better... Suggestions. Oh my god, I
1: have like 13,000 better suggestions. I could come up with a better suggestion in my sleep. Okay. Um, First better suggestion, huh, What? Second one, huh, anything. <laughs> what? Well, like, I don't
0: know. Sorry, like, Dustin, I'm not. I
1: do love you, Dustin.
0: Well, everybody loves Dustin.
1: Well, no, just kidding. That's true.
0: <laughs> Dustin does not love everyone, though. He will tell a motherfucker. That's fair. <laughs> But like, I don't know, I guess I do kind of feel like people, I I hope people give a shit about podcasts, but like I was just like, you know, I just, I just like, I just, I'm completely insecure. So I I don't know what to say. Is there something better? Like, is there a thing I should do? Like, what do you, do you have any suggestions? What do you got? Like, what's the best thing you can think of?
1: I would say, instead of my favorite murder, it should be my favorite wife kidnapper. (laughs) Lambshade Media presents
0: my favorite wife kidnapper. My favorite wife
1: kidnapper. Or Mr. Steal Your Wife. Mr. Kidnap Your Wife. Which one's Mr. better?
0: Kidnap your wife. I like,
1: I like that better. I think um Lampshade Media presents Mr. Kidnap Your Wife. I think And I, it's your wife. Yo.
0: Yo Wife. Kidnap your wife. All right. I don't want to be like I don't want to be found guilty of cultural appropriation here. Is this is this respectable? Yes. Mr. Kidnap
1: Your
0: Wife? Mr. Kidnap Your Wife. <laughs> Alright, alright. So so this is and this is about the fact that Dustin Meadows kidnapped your wife. He did. And he, and how exactly
1: again? How?
0: You had a wife? Yes. You were married. Yes. And you were no longer married because well, Dustin Meadows. I wasn't, I wasn't married.
1: I wasn't married per se, but I did possess a wife.
0: That sounds very possessive.
1: I mean, I don't know what to tell you.
0: <laughs> so possessive. So kidnap your wife.
1: Uh-huh. Lampshade Mr. Media presents Mister Kidnap, Mr.
0: Kidnap Your Wife. Wife, and and this is in still in reference to Dustin Meadows.
1: Listen, at this point, who knows what it's in reference to? Okay, we we've gotten lost in the sauce.
0: <laughs> so the next one we're gonna we're about to have Walter Yosef on. Good, got her, got her confirmed, and so she's at this point she's gonna be the first official guest on our podcast called Lampshade Media Presents Mystic Kidnappy Wife with Walt Yosef.
1: <laughs> Doesn't I'm, it just slide off the tongue?
0: It really kind of does. It really kind of does. It has been glorious having you with us this evening. We had a delicious, because I... I cook for everyone that comes to my house if I have the opportunity. We had a delicious Indian dinner tonight. We did. I I learned how to make rice at some point in my life, mm-hmm. very late, mm-hmm. and and now like I learned also that there's a shit ton of sauces at every grocery store that have Indian sauces that you can just dump into a into a pot and heat up and add shit to and put it on rice and hey, and it, and it's delicious. Are you
1: saying that you recently learned? that the grocery store has food
0: well I learned about a specific food oh
1: my god! <laughs> I'm so happy for you buddy what else did you learn oh my god this bed bath to be on his towels <laughs> holy shit
0: <laughs> anyway all that to say we've had a great fucking night and I have enjoyed hanging out with you and I always fucking love seeing your set and we're gonna see you soon
1: yeah we're
0: gonna be at the at the show. Yeah. We got the showcase coming up. Yeah. And that's exciting. And yeah. all right. Well, you have a good night. Thank you very much.
1: Me or the audience listening? Well,
0: Where I was talking, talking to you. The oh, audience they. is just listening to this conversation. They, they are,
1: but I didn't know who you were addressing. And I didn't want to respond if you weren't talking to me so that been awkward. But thanks. I'll have a great night.
0: When I talk to the audience, they never respond.
1: Yeah, I know. They're bitches. <laughs> all right. Bye.
0: Bye bye. Produced by Lampshade Media. Edited by Tyson Shipman. Music by Tyson Shipman. Voiceover by Austin Hoover. And Mel did things too. Special thanks to Donnie Mossman and Griffin Browning for graphic design, Catherine Smith for photography, and Paddy Wagon Food for sponsoring our live events.